Hey, hey, hey. It is officially International Women's Day, so I wanted to kind of scrap what I had scheduled and really focus on making an episode about what I feel like it is to be a woman, especially um, a woman of color in America, which, let's face it, has always been a pretty patriarchal country. And being a woman in a country like America, you know, your body is pretty heavily policed. And I myself am pro-choice because it's none of my business what you do with your body. Just like it's none of your business what I do with my body. Unless you and I have some kind of freaky Friday situation where we switch bodies, there's no reason for us to be concerned with what we're doing. Um, Obviously, there's an exception to that rule where if you invite me in, like you say, hey, I'm feeling this way. Is this normal? Is this not normal? Should I be worried? Then you've invited me in to talk about that one topic. You did not invite me in to start critiquing your whole life. So that's my feeling on that. So I, I would appreciate people doing the same. If I ask you, hey, I've got this weird pain in my side. Comment on the pain in the side. Do not take that as an opportunity to be like, well, you know, while we're talking about your body, your thighs, ooh, girl, you got to do something about that. And, you know, you'd be so much prettier if you lost like 30 pounds. That's not what I asked you. Don't, don't go there. Um, again, it's not my business. It's not your business. Um, if you're my trainer or my dietitian, you can comment on my weight and my body, but again, you would do it constructively. You wouldn't just be like, Oh girl, you got some shit to do. Another interesting thing, for lack of a better term, about being a woman in America is that the average sized woman is 14 to 16, but we're constantly marketed to and brainwashed into thinking that our average size as a country is actually way less. Like we're brainwashed into thinking, oh, well, all sizes should aspire to be a size two or a four. Those are still considered staple sizes. And very few designers actually have models of other sizes. Um, other countries have made it illegal to use models below a certain size, but not good old America. Why do that? Because then the entire dieting industry loses money. But again, that's something that I'll go off the rails on, but it, it is a reality. We are marketed to as though we should be sizes two to six, but the average woman is size 14 to 16. And we're barraged with all of these you're obese, you should be this size, you should be smaller, you should be smaller. We're the size that we are, and you can, of course, work out and do whatever you want to do with your body, but be healthy about it. This is a huge problem for the youth where, you know, people, actually people of all ages have eating disorders, but this is what causes young people to think, I should be starving myself because I need to look like that. In sixth grade, I was wearing a size eight. I was 120 pounds, but I wasn't like morbidly obese or anything. Just that's the size I was. And that was it. Like I said, I'm pro-choice because that's your body. Bodily autonomy is very big for me. And that's definitely something that's kind of lacking in America, especially in recent times. 
with, you know, people in politics always threatening to overturn Roe versus Wade. You know, there's more and more legislation on women's bodies as opposed to gun control. And that's one thing. I'm just, just a quick aside. Every time I see someone in the media or in politics say, you know, you don't know what assault rifles are, so you shouldn't be able to say that we need to get rid of them. How many politicians can label, draw, and break down the entire female reproductive system? Not most of them. And yet they keep trying to add more and more legislation, more and more rules on how I'm allowed to live in this meat suit, what this meat suit's allowed to do. No, this is mine. I'm mm. okay. Side over because that's, that's an angry rant. I will go on <laughs> for like hours. And, um, bodily autonomy is super important to me because again, this is my life. This is my body. Nothing for externally is going to mess with my self-esteem, with my self-image, because that's all mine. And I want to give other people the space to discover themselves. If their self-esteem is still in flux, if their self-image is still askew, I want to give them the space and, you know, the framework to say, oh, you know, maybe I don't need to be so hard on myself. Maybe I do need to stop comparing myself to other people, because as long as you're healthy and happy, Everyone else's opinions is just, it's just fodder. It doesn't matter. Sure, everyone likes a little bit of an ego boost now and then like, oh, everyone said I looked really nice today. Thanks, guys. But if you don't think that you look nice, all those compliments mean jack shit. So it's very important for you to feel 100% happy with yourself. And that's so hard as a woman in America. It's even harder as a woman of color representation is so, so, so important. I literally cried the whole first 15 minutes of Black Panther because my mind was blown. As a kid, I never would have imagined seeing something like this. I'm not going to lie to you. I also cried when Princess and the Frog came out and there were pictures of Tiana as a princess walking around Disney parks. So over the summer, when Charlie, Eric, and I went to Walt Disney World... The new fireworks show, Once Upon a Time, that happens on the big castle, on Cinderella's castle. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to lie to you. I cried, because we saw it two nights in a row, and I cried both nights like a schmuck. Because on on the castle, like towards the... I mean, not only does Moana have a whole solo, let's start there, cried there. And then um, towards the climax of the fireworks show, Mulan and Tiana and Moana are all projected onto the castle. And that was huge for me because growing up, I had only the white princesses for the longest time. And then, you know, they threw us Mulan, they threw us Pocahontas, and those were great, but they were still two versus the 10 other ones that were all white. So seeing and having Moana have the solo and Moana is so close to my heart because I have waited my whole life my whole life for a princess, for an Islander princess. And I have her. And it's amazing. Because also, ooh, we'll have a whole episode about Moana later, guys. Because again, this is something I will just go off the rails on. 
you know, representation is so important because it shows you that you don't have to be someone else or look like someone else to be happy, to be successful, to be beautiful. The, the way that the patriarchy is set up is that it, it makes money when women are miserable. When women are upset with how they look, they'll buy things. Women control roughly $20 trillion in worldwide spending. That's $20 trillion that a lot of that hinges on making women feel like you could be prettier, you could be skinnier, your hair could be lighter, your hair could be darker. You ever notice how with white women, you know, white women naturally have thinner, straighter hair, typically. So they, they project to those women, hey, you need more volume. Your hair's still flat and lifeless. You need this. Whereas women of color who have more texture to their hair traditionally, they're they're told, oh, you need to to work on that frizz. You need to control that. You need to straighten that. You need to be more like them while they need to be more like you. All of, most of the beauty industry, sadly, hinges on making women feel like they need to be someone else to be happy, to be beautiful. Now and out, Nowadays, there are a lot more inclusive brands, which are amazing, because then they're showing you, hey, you don't have to fit into those three buckets in order to be beautiful. You don't, if you don't fit in those buckets, you can't have it. Sorry. Um, like growing up, especially with drugstore makeup, growing up, there was nothing that matched me. And so I just didn't wear makeup growing up because I looked a hot mess. Unless I wanted to mix three different foundations together, which I didn't, uh, and I still don't, then there was nothing for me. Whereas now Fenty, I could literally walk in and grab a bottle of Fenty off the shelf, put it on. It matches me. It matches my undertones. And there's still 39 other shades for women. That is beautiful. And that's a brand that I really feel like encourages women. Hey, you're beautiful as is. If you want to change, if you want not change, if you want to play up certain things, play down certain things, or if you just want to highlight how you look, I'm here for you. Here you go. And that's fantastic because then also you're seeing advertisements for it with all these different kinds of models. You've got models with gaps in their teeth and models with alopecia and models. uh, There's so many models versus, you know, other brands where it's like they've got this one white woman and she looks amazing and that's it. Or like perfume ads where it's a, it's a perfume ad yet there's this woman and she's, beautiful and she's at a party and she's the center of attention and ooh, every single person's white. And those things subtly, especially to a person of color, they build up over time as little jabs of, well, maybe the reason why I'm not doing better is because I'm not that person, because I'm not white. And that's, that's horseshit, frankly. We are all capable of fantastic, amazing things. And they're all different. Because we are all different. If we just had a million people who were all good at the same things and they all did the same exact things, then we would be bored by the fifth person. The fact that everyone's so different is something that we need to embrace and encourage. My skills are different than Eric's skills. And they're different from, you know, my cousin Desi's skills. Desi's very athletic. She always has been. You know, she did track and basketball and volleyball and God, just about anything involving a ball. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you could pretty much throw her in a sport, give her the, the basics, and she'd be like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's do it. I am 
definitely not of that same caliber. Just thinking about running makes me exhausted. (laughs) And that's great because we don't need to compare each other's, our journeys to each other because we are completely different people. And that's so important. Everyone's journey is different. Some people's journeys include kids. Mine does. Some people's journeys don't include kids. And that's perfectly fine. If you don't want to have children, great. You don't have to explain yourself to me. But another side note, if anyone tries to convince you of otherwise and you're not having it, just tell them to shut the fuck up. I'm sure you can think of a more politically correct or uh, civil, I don't know. You could think of a better way to say it, but I just have to say on your behalf, go fuck yourself. Because that's another thing that the patriarchy does. It has brainwashed hundreds of thousands of people into thinking that women have to have children and that whether they want it or not. That's another thing that I have. That's why another reason why I'm pro-life. I mean, pro-choice, because a lot of the pro-life people, they're not pro-life. They're pro-birth. They want that kid born, but they don't want to support all the programs that help underprivileged children or families who can't support a kid. And that's why they didn't want the kid in the first place. Not to mention all these kids who are in foster care already in the system. They are, you know what? We're going to, we're going to roll that in because again, that's another thing that I can just go into. And I, I had a specific mission that I wanted to talk about today. So where was I? <laughs> Sorry, that, that rant started to get a hold of me and then I forgot where I was. So we were talking about, right, we were talking about if you don't want children. If you don't want children, that's perfectly fine. If you want children, great, congratulations. Have as many as you, as you can safely take care of. That's fine. But again, that's, that's your journey. If you have one kid and you're like, that's all I can handle, If someone has five kids and they can handle all of them, cool. But don't compare your journey to someone else's because we're different. Everyone's journeys are different. And that's something else that as social media is, social media today is a completely different animal than social media was, you know, when my generation was growing up. I don't know what my generation's called. Um, I was born in 89 So, you know, I've heard Gen X, but we're not Gen X. I've heard millennials. I've heard Gen Y. I've heard Gen Z. I've heard the gamut. So if anyone can figure it out, let a girl know. Um, But like when I grew up, all we had was AIM, AOL Instant Messenger for you young folk. (laughs) We had Yahoo Messenger. I was not part of the BlackBerry mobile group, um, but that was a thing. MySpace was pretty big. Um, live journals and Zanga were on the way out. So those were like the first kind of social media we had. Now there's, God, there's dozens. There's a new one that just came out. I don't remember the name of it. Care? K-A-R-E? Care? I don't know. Maybe that'll spark someone like, oh yeah, she means this. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what it is. There's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Snapchat, there's Facebook, there's, God, there's so many social medias and it's so easy to compare yourself to other people. And again, that's another place where women are pitted against each other. We're taught or we're shown, quote unquote, through media, like this person, this actress is who you should aspire to look like. 
Um, and then on the other side of the coin, it's, ooh, this other actress, she's letting herself go. She's looking more like a normal person. Ooh, can't have that. So then we're taught that we're not good enough. And again, with the lack of representation, people, women of color are constantly seeing white women on magazines and, oh, you should look like this and how to look like that and how to do this and do this with your hair and, ooh, this makeup. You know, constantly comparing women to women is like mind boggling to me because we are all so beautiful, so talented, so intelligent. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, you will always think that that fish is an idiot. But a fish isn't meant to climb a tree. Not all women are meant to do the same things. Not all women are meant to look as the same. We really need to embrace the differences in each other and we really need to build each other up so my challenge to you all on this international women's day is to go to a woman you look up to and tell her why you look up to her whether she's you know hashtag goals or she's just an inspiration or she's someone that you saw sticking up to someone and that's just been kicking around in your mind ever since, or even if it's to your mom, you know, who taught you how to be a woman, or if it's your mom who you felt like she never took anyone's shit, or an aunt, or a sister, just tell a woman what they mean to you, because we don't hear it enough. None of us hear it enough. So my final note to all of you, is happy International Women's Day. I love each and every one of you. I want to see you all succeed in whatever you choose to do. You just tell me how I can help you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.